everyone. Welcome to LED On, the JavaScript on Hardware podcast. Welcome to the third episode. Today we're going to talk about LEDs. And we're going to answer the question, can three adults realistically spend 20 minutes talking about LEDs? My name's Donovan Buck. Pierce Prim. And Ryan Gill. Let's get started. This is our first component deep dive. We're going to go down into the details on individual hardware components, things as small as an LED or a button or a switch, but today's show is all about LEDs. We're going to be talking about a lot of different things, and we will have links in our show notes. You can find those at ledon.dev. So, let's get started. So, what is an LED? Well, it stands for light-emitting diode. So, yeah, a lot of people know that. Yeah. But what does that mean? Well, I know what light is, and I know what emit is. I'm not too sure about the diode thing. Right. So I Googled it. <laughs> so a diode lets you regulate power, lets it go in just one direction. That's its primary purpose. And a, an LED uh, does the same thing, but it has the property of, uh, well, it's, it's made with certain uh, elements that uh, are electroluminescent. So when the power runs through them, they, they light up, which is pretty cool. So current flow equals light. So... Um, you know, LEDs look pretty simple, right? There they're, they're are not many parts to them. They're hard to break, but there's a lot going on inside of them. You've got the wires that come out of them, right? Those are the, the leads where you apply power. There's the, the anode and the cathode. The anode is the, the positive side where the, where the current flow comes in. The cathode is the other side, the negative side where it goes out. Um, when you look at a typical single-color LED, you can uh, usually see what, wh- which wire is which because the anode leg is longer than the cathode. And that's when they come out of the box. That's when they come out of the box. Sometimes, sometimes we cut them to the length we want, and then that becomes no longer true. Right. So uh, the other way to tell which leg is anode and which leg is cathode is to look for a flat edge on your LED lens. Uh, and the, the side with the flat edge is the cathode. So uh, that's another way to tell if you've cut it. Maybe you've cut it and soldered it onto a breadboard or and then are trying to reuse it later. Um, you'll be able to tell which is which. And it's really important because LEDs only work in one direction. And if you wire them up backwards and apply too much power, uh, they will cease to function. The diode part means that current does not flow from cathode to anode. That is the, from a component, from actually electronic standpoint, that is the purpose of a diode is that it will not flow current in the, in the opposite direction. So normally with your voltages that exist on an Arduino or something like that, hooking it up backwards does, will not hurt. You just won't get light. Yeah. So sometimes when you connect and get no light, just flip it. You yeah, know, and see. So we talked about the anode and the cathode legs, and then you have the lens, and the lens is purposeful, right? Um, if you buy a red LED, it's going to have a red lens, but the 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 elements that are generating the light are actually just generating red light. 
It's not a, a filter filtering white light because that would be wasted energy. It's red. It's red so you can tell what color it is. Um, but the light coming out of it inside, if you didn't have that filter, would still be red. They're not all white LEDs filtering to whatever color based on the, the plastic that it's in. The, the lens it, itself. The lens itself, right. And when I think of lens, I think of a camera. And what we use a lens for on a camera is to focus the image. Mm-hmm. Is that yeah. why they? Is that why it's called a lens? I think this lens way? might work as a almost a diffuser, right? So it allows you to kind of see the light and disperse it out more. Well, they do make uh, LED lenses that that have a that are made to diffuse light. Mm-hmm. Um, some are made to focus the light in a in a certain direction. It just depends on how it's how it's molded and how it's made. Um, you can buy diffuse LEDs that look kind of snowy white right, versus right. clear. And, uh, yeah, it diffuses the light more evenly. Because sometimes if you look at an LED, they can be really, really bright. bright. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I know I have some boards with LEDs on them. The LEDs are supposed to help you indicate state. But when they're on, you can't read the numbers on the board because they're so bright. Right. It's kind of can't look at them. Right, exactly. Yeah. So LEDs are really efficient, and they get really bright with just a little bit of power. So inside the lens... There is a, there's a, a couple components. There's the anvil and the post, and these are the, the these extend from the anode and the cathode side. They're they're the extension of the legs up into the lens. The anvil side, which is connected to cathode, is is what actually holds the the semiconductor with the material that's that's electroluminescent on it. And the post is connected to anode, and there's a wire bond that runs between them that just conducts current. It's not, I mean, if you look at it, if you look at one blown up really big, it looks like it's a filament and a light bulb, mm-hmm. but it doesn't work like a light bulb. The The filament doesn't glow. It's so just to make the connection between leads. Right, it's just for the, the current. Right. So LEDs work on a different hmm. principle. They don't generate as much heat. Um, so again, more efficient, less less power loss, less voltage lost. Cool, that's new to me. So cool. Um, LEDs come in different colors. Uh, I think we mentioned already that you know the different colors are a function of the materials that are that are used inside the semiconductor. Different uh, different materials will just just emanate different wavelengths of light. And in projects, they usually have a different meaning. When you start out. Any LED you can get to light up is a win, but when you start doing projects, the colors are really have usually different meanings, like running, stopped. So red might be it's not doing what you you want, or um, an error, just you know maybe no communication connection, mm-hmm. things like that on your projects, yeah. right? So and, and actually, we probably should mention that a lot of basic microcontrollers and things that you get started with will have a an onboard LED that you can control. Like the Arduino has an LED connected to pin 13. So if you want to practice blinking an LED, you don't even have to plug in your own separate LED. There's one built into, built into the board. And a lot of other devices will allow you to control some onboard LEDs as well. They'll even let you take over ones that already have a purpose in there in their their code so there's other leds you can use as well right yeah i think the tesla has like f- three or four leds built into the board i believe yeah so yeah it's really nice so how do you connect an led well it's important we talked about distinguishing which pin is which the anode versus the cathode and then you're going to take each of those and the cathode the negative side the shorter one is going to plug into your ground 
or you're going to attach a ground wire to it. And the, the other side, the anode, is going to plug into a GPIO pin. A GPIO pin is just general purpose input-output pin. Right. Yeah, it can be used in different modes that you usually take, for instance, in, say, we're doing it with Johnny 5. Mm-hmm. Part of the initialization that you do with the hardware, you say, I need this pin to be an output, mm-hmm. right? Right. And basically the pin ID, mm-hmm. which may be pin 5, 13, yes. whatever, yeah. right? And then that will define on the hardware that that general purpose I.O. pin will be used specifically as an output in your application. Right, right. You do have to set whether a pin's input or output. Right. You mentioned Johnny 5. Johnny 5 kind of abstracts that away. You don't have to right. worry about it. You just say, hey, there's an LED connected here. Um, but otherwise, you do need to specify, you know, this is going to be output, and it's going to be a, of type digital or... Right. Maybe it's going to be PWM if you're going to vary the brightness of the light. Right, which acts in an analog way, but it's still turning things on and off. Anybody want to give a shot at explaining what PWM is? I'll give a shot. Okay. Yeah. So PWM is basically allows us to change the duty cycle of the on time of our signal to basically vary the voltage, the effective voltage at the other end, which will control the brightness of our bulb. Yeah. So GPIO pins just do, they really just do on, on and off. off. They don't have an in-between. In right? output mode, that's correct. Yeah. yeah. So if you want your LED to be 50%, you turn it on half the time and off the other half the time. And you just do it so fast that you can't really see it. That's right. You, you, can't, you can't see the, um, the turning on, on, on and off, but it does seem to... That the in in one instance where it's off the majority of the time looks dim, on majority of the time looks brighter. Yeah. Okay. That was a, well done. Thank you. <laughs> it's hard to do without pictures, right? Right. right. You need to, to to draw it. Yeah. That, that that was done well. Yeah. Maybe in our show notes we'll put a link to a drawing of how PWM can be visualized. Right. Or okay. maybe even an animated GIF. That that is a good idea. So, power. Where does the power come from? If you're just hooking up an LED to a GPIO uh, and you're doing it with, with anode in the GPIO, the power is coming from that GPIO pin. Microcontrollers aren't necessarily meant to power things, right? They're meant to send a signal of on or off for some, some other value. But you can power things that don't take a lot of power. And an LED doesn't take a whole lot of power. Right. Right. Um, it's well usually well within the limits of the actual uh, microcontroller. And when yeah. when you say power, you're talking just total power output, current current draw. Right. So so an Arduino, the GPIO pins on an Arduino mm-hmm. can handle I think up to forty fifty I would say milliamps. About, yeah, I think okay. that's right. 40, uh, 40. An LED, a typical red LED, needs about 20 milliamps to be at full brightness. Right. So if you maybe had a, a few LEDs in series mm-hmm. plugged into a pin and you want to turn them all on, it could be enough power to cause a problem with that pin. Mm-hmm. So you need to be thoughtful about how you're going to power, power your device. Yeah. Um, so what we usually do 
when connecting LEDs is put a current limiting resistor in series with it. Yes. So does anybody want to give a shot on actually what, what, what how, how does it limit the current? Well, Pierce? I will, since okay. I'm kind of an electronics guy. So, yeah, a resistor essentially resists current flow, and therefore the voltage drop across that resistor is going to determine basically how much current goes through that LED and will, and will limit the current going through the LED so you don't overdrive the LED and burn it out. Now, most kits that you get, inventor kits or whatever, or if you're just learning how to do the hardware, they'll say, just use a 330-ohm resistor, regardless of what board you're on or what LED you're using. Which is a good rule of thumb, yeah, right. for for a 5-volt Arduino. For yeah. a 5-volt Arduino. Yeah. Um, but that's just kind of them playing it safe. You're not going to get your full brightness because the resistor is not optimized for for that circuit. So there's a, a formula for figuring it out okay. of exactly what resistor you should use. And we'll put a link to that in the show notes as well and some Excellent. good tutorials. Um, but, uh, yeah, I always thought it was weird. I, I didn't understand how people were, were picking a resistor. And um, it turns out that there's a lot of guesswork involved, but there is a formula to get it exactly right. V equals IR, and the voltage across a diode, forward, forward bias diode, is 0.7 volts. Yeah. So it's 5 minus 0.7 is what you use for your voltage. And then you resist, divided by your resistance... There, you get your current. Like I said, we'll put a link in the show notes. Excellent. <laughs> so I actually did. I, I, I tried it out today uh, to see what the ideal uh, resistor for an Arduino and an LED would be. And it was it was closer to 150 ohm instead of 330 ohm. Right. But they're just saying 330 to be safe, right? So, so were there any LEDs that were harmed in this process? No. No, <laughs> no LEDs That's were good. harmed. No LEDs were That's good. In fact... Um, and now I'm going to tell you something that I, I sh- probably shouldn't be telling you. No, 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 please. But there's plenty of times that I have plugged an LED into an Arduino without a resistor mm-hmm. and not blown it up. Yeah, you should not have said that. <laughs> not recommended. But it's not recommended. That's right. You should be using a resistor. The other thing you got to worry about if you're getting your power right from your board mm-hmm. is what's driving the power on your board. On your board. So... You know, if you're just learning, you're probably plugging your Arduino in via USB, and that's how you're talking to it over Fermata. And the USB port, at least on a Mac, and I assume this is true for, for all computers, uh, are, are maxed out at 500 milliamps. That'll drive a lot of LEDs. That will drive a lot of LEDs, but it's also going to drive the Arduino. Ah. And what if you have a motor or a servo? Right. Don't ever connect a servo directly to your, to your Arduino because that will overload it. But if you have some other devices or you have a bunch of LEDs, you know, maybe an LED in every pin on your on your Arduino, then you could overpower what your USB port can provide and you'll get a brownout where basically the Arduino just shuts off and resets. Right. So just, I guess, you're saying be mindful be of mindful. your total power? Yes, yes, yeah. exactly. There's a few good tutorials on powering LEDs. Uh, and also calculating resistors. We're going to link to those for you in the show notes. But now let's move on to the cool LEDs, the RGB LEDs. So RGB LEDs are kind of like LEDs 3-in-1, where you have 
a red, green, and blue component, a red, green, and blue LED, all enclosed in a single lens. What are they used for? Well, you can power the different RGB components in your LED at different voltages, or mm-hmm. different, uh, not voltages, but different levels. levels yeah. um, and get different colors, all the colors of the rainbow. It's, it's, uh, it's kind of like those uh, fancy... LED light bulbs then, or, yeah. or the RGB light bulbs. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So I you gotcha. can control the color. Now, it does take three pins, three GPIO pins to control it. And that is, uh, PWM is required to do that. It is. You can't gotcha. just use a digital, uh, just a straight up on and off. You've got to be able to regulate via PWM the, the signal to each of the pins on the... Uh, it wouldn't just take it as maxed out intensity you know actually i think it would it would so you'd then only, you could get you'd have a really expensive white led well you could still turn off one right and leave the other two on you, you can't oh, yeah. so you could still mix it. it would limit your color palette to like eight colors or whatever the that's correct i'm not an artist so an artist would know how many you could get from those three yeah. but to the three. yeah but yes there you yeah. go yeah that was right cool so that includes white and off functionally they 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 work the same way when you look at one, instead of having two wires <laughs> coming out of it, it's got four. Um, usually, one of the four is the cathode, the negative, and the other three are the anodes for each of the individual colors. So you plug the cathode into your ground and each of the three into a different GPIO. So do I need to use the resistors on those as well? You do. Okay. It's just as important on an RGB LED. So, yeah. But uh, they also have common anode RGB LEDs, which are kind of the reverse, where you have a single wire that's the anode, the positive power, and then each of the colors are hooked up through a separate pin. You regulate the voltage. Um, I don't want to get into this sink versus source, but <laughs> you, right. you bring your voltage down. It's the difference in voltage between the two sides. So you're kind of driving it in reverse. Okay. That right. Makes... Your output becomes a sinking output at that yeah. point. But right. Um, but most of the RGB LEDs that you're going to get in any inventor's kit, uh, any that you are likely to buy online, are probably going to be common cathode, not common anode, which is which is the most most prevalent. And in fact, I don't think I've personally ever seen a common anode. Yeah, I don't have any experience RGB with LED. them. Yeah. So, but anyways, you got to know what you got. Make sure make sure you've looked it up. Right. Um, so otherwise, it's just three LEDs in one. So now we'll talk about the coolest kind of LED, um, and that's addressable LEDs. And what that means is you have a bunch of them connected to one signal line, mm-hmm. and you can tell each one to be a different value, a different color, a different whatever. And they have addressable RGB LEDs and addressable single-color LEDs, but let's talk about the color ones because that's a lot more a lot more fun, much and more I, common too. Yeah, yeah. Ryan, you've had a, you've done a couple projects with them. I've got some, but I haven't really done anything with them. So why don't you tell us a little? So I got started with addressable LEDs by uh, I bought a strip of NeoPixels. They were sixty in one strip, and basically ran it in a circle and made a clock out of it. And uh, I, I kind of cheated a little bit. I hooked it up to this board specifically designed for it called the Fade Candy. And that board basically allowed it to do all the dithering and the animations between the colors really smooth and made coding it super easy. I just set an array of colors for those 60 pixels and say update, basically. 
You just push the array out. So. That's it. Every time you want to update it, you just you just push a new array, and the board kind of handles the mixing between the colors on its own. Okay. Yeah. Is that connected over a communication like I squared C or SPI? So it actually just connects via USB, so it's just a serial connection to the oh. Fade Candy board. Oh, okay. And so I was using it with a, a Raspberry Pi. Um, and then using Node.js as the the server, I guess, that ran it and drove the NeoPixels, yeah. And was it just a, a package for the Fade Candy? So it was a it was something that uh, someone had wrote called uh, Node Fade Candy, I believe. Um, originally, it was Tessel Fade Candy, and then he um, ported it just to be general for Node. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Very mm-hmm. cool. Um, and they come in like all different shapes. They have strips. They have strips. They have circle. Um, they have grids. Grids. I like the the little. Um, do you just buy a one by itself? Sure, sure, a single and you one. Can put and, them wherever you want. And because they're chainable with that one data line, you know, you can make any type of array or shape or design you want. A lot of people are doing those seven segment clocks with them. Basically, the yeah. seven segment LED, basically replacing them with individual pixels in the same spots, and you kind of have that same look, but any color you want type of thing. Have you seen the through-hole NeoPixels? No, I haven't, no. So what they've done is they've taken a NeoPixel, you know, it's, it's a NeoPixel on the inside, mm-hmm. um, and they've put a lens on it, just like an RGB LED, <clears throat> and it has four legs coming off of it. Now, they're not the same. Um, the legs don't have the same purpose as the legs on a, on a regular RGB LED. There's two signal and then two power. Um, but it, otherwise, it looks exactly like an RGB LED, with, but it has a NeoPixel inside. So you address it the same way as, as you would a regular strip, um, and you can have as many as you want. Uh, well, not as many as you want because you have to power it. Right, right. So yet another um, adventure. Yeah, they're awesome, but they require a little juice. Yeah. So hooking them up. Hooking, I know there's a couple things that you have to do to make sure you don't ruin them. Right, so the, the Fade Candy board that I, I, I used in my project basically had a separate power source. Mm-hmm. And so I ran the power source strictly for the LEDs, and it was a separate power source than I used for the, the Pi itself to, to okay. power the Pi. Yeah. Okay. Well, I know, I know if you don't have one of those boards, maybe the Fade Candy handles this for you. But if you don't have something like that, I know you have to have a, a resistor on the data pins. Correct. Right? Uh, so that you don't overload... The, the, the circuits that are actually in the NeoPixels. They've got little circuits in them that are, that are taking the value that you passed via an array and, and applying it. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know you also need a capacitor uh, going across the, the voltage, or the, the power pins or the power inputs on, these, on, the, on, on the NeoPixels so that you don't flood too much power to them immediately and, and burn them out that way. So you do have to be really careful with them and how they're powered up. You also have to make sure you have sufficient current. That was the thing that I, I've seen people run into is they, they don't have a good power supply to get to get voltage to them because you're probably not going to run it off a battery pack. Right. Well, I originally did with the clock, and it only lasted like 14 hours, and that was uh, not all 60 pixels are lit up at the same time. You know, it was like at the max there was like nine, nine yeah. going at once. So okay. those things can have a heavy draw with their... If they're all at full white, basically, where each each LED is at max brightness, yeah. Yeah, so I, I guess um, they say that it's 60 milliamps at full brightness on a, on a NeoPixel. Right. So that can add up pretty quick. So the, there's another way to control them. 
uh, other than fade candy. Have you all heard heard of uh, I2C backpacks? The yes. idea. Yeah, definitely the idea, but not specifically for so for NeoPixels. There's one for for NeoPixels, and I think there's one for there's another brand called Dotstar, which actually uses a different kind of LED inside, mm-hmm. but it it you know for all intents and purposes it looks the same. Um, there's an I2C backpack that works with Johnny Five, and lets you control NeoPixels. And an I2C backpack, the way it works is you have a second, or you have an Arduino that's separate from the Arduino running for Mata. Um, this one, this Arduino runs a special sketch that listens for instructions over I2C from another device. That other device could be another Arduino. It could be a, could be Raspberry Pi. It could be Tesla. It could be whatever. And you hook it up via I2C, and it sends its signals to that remotely. And then there's a sketch on your backpack, your 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 separate board, that has code that will run the NeoPixels. Or, or the dot stars. Directly on that device doing Di- all the computing the, and everything exactly. right then. Because you, you can't do it with Fermata. That's too much going on. Fermata doesn't mm-hmm. go through its uh, main loop fast enough. So you're not going to be able to control them um, from Fermata, but you can control them from an Arduino. So that's another way to get it done. I think we did manage to spend more than 20 minutes talking about LEDs. Wow. Um, I'm impressed. Yeah, good job, good. guys. <laughs> So thanks for listening. Uh, remember, you can find all uh, the links that we, of things that we talked about in the show notes at ledon.dev. And we'll talk to you next time. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Thanks.